What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, we'll talk about daily fantasy and the right way to approach it. Let's do it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. All right, special thanks to Sportsbet MVP online, sportsbetmvp.ag. One thing Sportsbet MVP does very well, offer promotions. Now, we've all we talked about promotions a lot lately. And I've told you what to avoid, what to look for, websites that you want to get in because they're offering bonuses that you really can't find anywhere else. And that's where Sportsbet MVP applies. Guys, some of these bonuses, whether it's a deposit bonus, a sign-up bonus, they're offering, you know, one-times rollovers, sometimes no rollovers. So I'd check it out to online sportsbetmvp.ag. Now, that's not guaranteeing every bonus they have is rollover free, but check the terms and conditions. Make sure you can get a good price for your bonuses, uh, sign-up bonuses, uh, deposit bonuses, whatever it is. Great promotions over at Sportsbet MVP. Online Sportsbet MVP. .ag. All right, on today's show, we're going to be talking about daily fantasy sports because I've I've heard from some listeners lately and uh, obviously the you know, the show's doing well, show's growing. I appreciate, you know, you guys coming back, telling your friends and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, thanks so much. Give us a follow on Twitter at Sharp Angle Pod and we are on Facebook as well, Sharp Angle Podcast. So, thanks so much guys. It's growing, it's doing well and we appreciate it, but I have heard from people recently, when are you going to talk daily fantasy? What about DFS? And look, daily fantasy sports is becoming more and more popular. So I thought we'd at least do one episode deep diving how to approach daily fantasy sports, how to be, how to be profitable in DFS, and kind of, if you know how the pros do it, and you know how the best at daily fantasy are winning, it's obviously going to help you win, and it's going to help you know what to avoid. So let's start off by talking about how daily fantasy works, okay? The contests work in a predetermined fashion. So FanDuel or DraftKings or any other daily fantasy website will come up with the rules for a game before the game launches. Now, the rules may be 1 million people are allowed to enter. The prize pool is $5 million. These numbers are all hypothetical, but uh, a million people to enter. Prize pool is $5 million, and the winner gets a million, okay? Uh, So in this example, if they only get 500,000 people to sign up, they're only at 50% capacity. But guess what happens? That contest runs. So it's always a balancing act, right? Because... You know, the FanDuel and DraftKings, they want to get as many entries as possible, but they want to guarantee they fill the contest up. So it's very much a a cat and mouse game between the Daily Fantasy players and the Daily Fantasy companies. Because if, you know, DraftKings or FanDuel comes up with a prize of a million dollars for the first place... They want as many people to enter the tournament because the way it works is they take their little percentage off the top and they can guarantee payouts. Now, if you have to pay, you know, $5 to enter a tournament, probably around $4 of that, maybe $4.50 goes to the winner, right? Goes to the prize pool. The other small amount, whatever it is, you know, this is, it's either 50 cents or a dollar, whatever, right? It's going to change contest by contest. That goes straight to the FanDuel or DraftKings. So they're guaranteed to make money every single contest so long as the contests fill up. Now, usually you're not going to get many half-filled contests. The example I gave is pretty drastic, but still, if there's a contest where a million people are allowed to enter, FanDuel and DraftKings want a million people in that contest. 
They don't want 999,900. They want everybody involved. So if you ever are coming up and you see a contest that's about to kick off and you know these games are about to start and it's not filled up, I'd say get in because your chances of winning increase when there's not as many people who've entered the contest. And for FanDuel, DraftKings, any, anything like that, they're going to run those contests, okay? So you know, keep an eye out for that because these contests will run. The rules are set before the kickoff of the games. The prices are the, the the prices are determined. How much it costs to enter. The payouts and prizes are determined. So uh, these contests are decided what's going to do within these contests before they happen. So keep an eye on that. If you find a contest that's underfilled, get in. But make sure that there's enough time. If you find an underfilled contest a day before the first tip or the first kick, it's like, well, yeah, give it a sec. Wait 23 hours and then check before the game starts, right? Because obviously that could happen where it fills up late. And many of these contests do fill up very late. But these contest rules are determined before the contest start. Different sports also work in very different ways. Now, this is obvious, right? You know, hockey scoring is going to be very different than football scoring. That's clear. But the way the contests are structured are also very different. Now, for those who've been listening to this show for a long time, you guys know that I specialize in hockey and soccer. And the same is true for Daily Fantasy. Whenever I get in a DFS tournament or a, a, a single game or whatever it is, I usually always enter hockey and soccer because those are the sports I know. Unfortunately, FanDuel and DraftKings don't pay near the same amount for hockey and soccer. On an average hockey night, you can find their biggest tournament paying the winner, I don't know, five grand, maybe 10 grand if it's a big weekend. Well, in the NBA and NFL, you're going to get million dollar payouts pretty much on a weekly basis, (laughs) you know? And things are a little different now with COVID, but talking about, you know, when things are normal, it's much more, there's much more money in football and basketball. Now, why do you think that is? It's because there's less opportunities for people to just pick people off in basketball and football because there's so much knowledge out there, right? Everyone knows about basketball and football. There's so much interest. There's so much liquid money in there. And and that's really it is, is the amount of people doing it. Because if FanDuel or DraftKings got a million people that were willing to sign up for a hockey tournament, well, suddenly those prizes would go up, right? We know this. That's why not as many people do it. I'm not saying that's good or bad. As a matter of fact, it's probably not as good because the money's nowhere near what it is in, in, in football and basketball, yet you're, you're putting in the same amount of effort and approaching it with pretty much the same approach, which we'll get to in just a minute. But different sports certainly work in different ways. Football, basketball are going to have higher payouts, but they're also going to have much bigger contests compared to, oh, I don't know, English Premier League or the NHL. And so that's how contests work. That's, you know, kind of how different sports are presented in, in Daily Fantasy. But this is what I wanted to get into, the meat and potatoes of how to win in Daily Fantasy. Because winning in Daily Fantasy is completely foreign to people who know how to win in sports betting. I have been studying sports betting for a long time. I've been a professional sports better now for several years. I know what I'm doing with sports betting, right? I get on the I get on the air every day and talk about it. I I could easily teach a master's class on sports betting from beginning to end. There's no doubt in my mind. I know everything pretty much that there is to know in 2020 about sports betting. When I first got learning about DFS, I started talking to some DFS pros, reading books on how to be successful in daily fantasy. The one thing that stuck out to me 
is that it's not really about handicapping. I mean, look, if you're a daily or if you're a sports better, you know, it's all about the handicap, right? What we do pretty much the majority of our time as professional sports betters or recreational sports betters, if you're going to be good, it goes into handicapping. I mean, for me, sometimes I take, you know, guys, sometimes it takes me several hours to handicap a game. Now that's not typical. I like to have a streamlined process for it. Sometimes it takes a very, very long time to handicap a game. It just does. Daily fantasy works completely different. If you're going to be successful betting daily fantasy, really the one thing that you're going to need is a bankroll. Because what I've learned is that winning in daily fantasy is not really about picking the best players as it is about maximizing your entries in every given contest. Now, I want you to do me a favor. Next time you enroll in one of these daily fantasy tournaments, I want you to look, whether it's on FanDuel or DraftKings or any other, we're going to talk about FanDuel or DraftKings today because they're the two biggest, but whatever you use, you will see under every contest, maximum entries allowed. And what you'll notice is these entries are pretty high. They're a lot. I saw an NFL contest this weekend, which cost $4 to enter, which is very reasonable, right? And what a lot of people do is they'll put a couple lineups in, you know, it'll cost them $12 (laughs) and they'll put three lineups in and then they'll have some fun. When in reality, the maximum number of entries for that contest was 250. Okay. So if you entered 250 times, At the $4 price, you would pay $1,000 for the maximum entries in that contest. Now, the reason why maxing out entries is the way that pros do this is it's not about, again, it's not about picking the players who are going to have the best nights who are priced the best. That's what people think Daily Fantasy is about. It's not. It's about coming up with as many combinations as you can to guarantee that you finish somewhere in the high money because DFS... If you enter 250 times, it's not about all 250 entries being profitable. Hell, it's not even about, you know, 50 of the entries being profitable. It's about having that one golden ticket, that one entry that may rise to the top and win the million dollars. Because if you enter 250 times for $4 a pop, that's a thousand bucks, obviously. And if you win the million dollars, it's worth it for sure. But the issue comes when people don't understand how many professionals are maxing out their entries, in effect, making it much, much harder for you to win, right? I mean, just think about it. If there's a game where, you know, 52 card pickup, right? If you turn all 52 cards upside down and here's the rules, all of you guys have to pick the ace of spades to win when all I need to pick to win is a red card. That's pretty much what these pros are doing in the daily fantasy tournaments because they're maxing out their entries guaranteeing if they happen to have, hypothetically speaking, Lamar Jackson, who goes off for five touchdowns through the air and three touchdowns on the ground, clearly anyone who had Lamar Jackson in that daily fantasy, fantasy contest will do well, right? But it's not about just having Lamar. It's about combining Lamar and pairing Lamar with everyone else who has a good day. So if you bet the NFL in daily fantasy, or if you play daily fantasy sports in the NFL, you're going to want Lamar Jackson on one lineup that also has, you know, again, this is hypothetical, that also has, you know, Josh Jacobs and then maybe a couple good receivers. But you're going to have, an, okay, this is just tough because I know you guys are going to say, oh, you can't get Christian McCaffrey and him on the same team. They cost too much. Guys, work with me here while I be hypothetical. 
if you have on one roster Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Odell Beckham Jr., okay, and they all three have pretty good games, well, there's going to be one lineup that you're going to want all three of them. You're going to want a couple lineups with two of the three. You're going to want several other lineups with the other two of the three. So you see what I'm saying here? You're going to, there's going to be ton. If you max out entries and you have 250 NFL entries, you're going to have several, you're going to have dozens of entries where like the entire roster is the same except for one person. And then you're going to have another entry where the entire roster is the same except for another person. And so it kind of seems redundant. You're entering all these lineups, maximizing all these different combinations of players, but that's what winning and daily fantasy takes. And I'm here to tell you guys, it's not nearly as easy or I think as fun as winning in sports betting because sports betting is you against the books, Okay. Daily fantasy is you against everyone else, but it's not just picking the best players, it's picking the best combination. And if there's someone out there who has 250 combinations of players and you only have one combination of players because you only entered once, obviously you're going to need everything to go exactly right and to hope that no one else who stacks these combinations has the same lineup you do. So pretty much, if you're going to win the million dollars in daily fantasy, you have to be so much luckier than winning even short term in in sports betting. I mean, if you're looking to strike rich, it seems easy, right? Or it seems plausible. Daily fantasy, $4 entry, million dollar payout. I'm going to do that. I promise you guys, you have a much better chance of getting rich if you make 20 team parlays every weekend. Just make an NFL parlay with every team who you think is going to win. You've got a much, 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 much better chance of winning that parlay than you do creating one lineup in a daily fantasy contest where the max entries are 250 allowed. So that's probably the biggest thing that I wanted to get across on today's show, that winning in daily fantasy, it's not really about being a good handicapper. It's about having the bankroll to be able to maximize every entry for every contest with enough money of a payout for you to want to be involved. Now you may say, well, Tyler, that must take hours. How do you sit there on the website and redo a new team and a new team and make sure you've got it all organized? Well, you don't. The way that these pros do it and the way that I would do it is you take an Excel CSV file and upload it. So then you can make massive changes on a dime pretty much and affect hundreds of lineups with the click of a button. Now, if you guys want to know this, that's either for a different show or for you guys to figure out online, we're not going to do an hour technical you know, segment on this thing. But it's easy to do, or it's possible to do, where you upload an Excel CSV file into one of these websites, and they they try and make it as easy as possible. And just so you know, the reason that exists, in the past, when DFS was just getting going, there were pros who would exploit this. And this didn't used to exist. You You used to not be able to upload CSV files onto these websites. But enough pros were exploiting the rules where, you know, FanDuel and DraftKings were like, well, hey, if these guys are doing it, we have to make it so everyone can do it. So now it's fairly simple. If you know how to export CSV files and upload them, you can do that to make mass changes to lineups with the click of a button. So what happens if you get in a contest with, you know, maximum entries, 250 allowed, and you only want to enter 10 times? Well, like I always say on here, guys, do what you want to do, right? These are all just recommendations, but no going in that you stand much less of a chance to win than people who are, who are maxing their entries. I think that the, the logic and, and frankly, the flawed logic goes something like this. 
well, if it's only a $4 entry, I've got just as much of a chance as everyone else to win that money, right? That's what people think is $4 entry. Well, there must be a lot of people entering for four bucks. Let's do it. And we've got as good of a chance as anybody. When in reality, you don't because you're you're not maximizing your opportunities to, to, to win. And if you're so sure that a quarterback or a running back or a receiver is going to have a big day, that's great, you know? But you have to get everyone else in the lineup right as well. And that's why if you guys are looking for daily fantasy as an alternative for prop betting, it's really not as profitable as you may think it would be. If you're looking for a a certain player, LeBron James, to score, let's say, I don't know, over 30 points, and you don't want to pay minus 120 because that's what your website or your sportsbook's offering, and you say, well, I think LeBron's going to have a big night, but I'd rather pay $5 to enter a DFS contest, and I'll just put LeBron in there, and if he has a big night, I'll get paid. Well, again, that doesn't work because it's not about one player in DFS. It's about a combination of players and coming up with the right team. So I do know a lot of people who say, well, Tyler, I don't play DFS that much, but I just use it as a prop alternative. Again, not as profitable. There's a lot of of misconceptions, right? A lot of things that people think happen in DFS that simply don't. And that's a lot of what today's show is, you know, kind of squashing those, those myths about daily fantasy sports. So again, to wrap everything up, The contests work a certain way. They're predetermined, the amount of people, the entries. If you find contests that aren't filled up all the way, get in those, especially if you're right before kickoff. The different sports work in different ways. So if you're looking to play hockey, soccer, basketball, football, tennis, look at the rules. Make sure you understand going in how the scoring works, how the rules work, and that everything is not like football, right? There's very different Uh, contests for very different sports. The main thing you're going to want to remember, if you're going to be profitable long-term in daily fantasy sports, you've got to get a bankroll. You've got to find a way to maximize your entries in every contest you want to be in. I mean, you probably need several thousand dollars of a bankroll to even get started as a DFS pro. Now, you may get lucky. You may hit one of your first contests, and that's great. But the idea here is, even if you're maxing your entries out, you're not going to win every contest. Hell, you may not even place in every contest. It's about doing this enough times to where you finally make that big, big payday. But everything in DFS comes down to maximizing your entries. And if you think it's a good alternative for prop betting, you may be misguided as well because you need everything to work out. You need the entire team to perform well. So, all right, that does it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck with whatever you've got, whatever you guys have got today. I know there's a big uh, Western kind of Western uh, Conference Finals game three tonight. So, whatever you guys got, good luck, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on the Sharp Angle. Sharp Angle.